Launch your global career in football business. Study a master's degree online with unique access to the MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Brought to you by the Global Institute of Sport, who also have campuses at the iconic Wembley Stadium in London and Etihad Stadium in Manchester. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at gis.sport FNR. That's gis.sport FNR. But let's start off with Mario Balotelli. Over the weekend, Fabrizio Mano and Gianluca Di Marzio broke that Roberto Mancini was considering considering calling Mario Balotelli up, but it is good. It is as good as confirmed. I believe that there will be a, so obviously remember international window coming up. UEFA don't recognize this international window, but there's still an opportunity for players to be called into a camp. And apparently Mario Balotelli is among them, putting him firmly in the mix for those massive world cup qualifiers coming up in March where they will take on Macedonia and then potentially Portugal or Turkey to see whether they get to Qatar Now, this has divided opinion, um, especially when you consider that Mario Balotelli has not played for Italy now for almost four years. Uh, He's now playing over in Turkey at the moment for the newly promoted side by the name of, just what gets correctly, Adana Demirspor. Yes. He scored eight goals for them. Um, He's had quite a a good season. So it's not like he's playing in in a poor league or anything like that. He's up there. They're fourth. In the league as well, they've come from winning the second division to now putting themselves right in the mix to potentially play in Europe. They're above Fenerbahce, they're above Besiktas, they're above Istanbul Basakşehir, they're above Galatasaray, who are also really struggling. So, Balotelli's back. Now, this is interesting. Josh, I want to get your thoughts first, because I think we're on different sides in regards to this. How do you see Balotelli returning to the national team fold? Uh, I think it's fun. Is it? Is that a consideration for the Italian national team, whether it will be fun? Uh, potentially, but I think that there's more to it. There's a lot more to it than just vibes. We know Balotelli is pure vibes. Depends, as we said earlier, mm. what side of the... Uh, what side? Oh, you know, you on, you on his is, good or his bad side? You know, this is like a toxic, unhealthy relationship that Roberto Mancini. No matter how much success he has in his <laughs> career, no matter how many trophies he wins, he won the Euros for God's sake. He has to go back to Mario Balotelli, the, the guy that's let him down time and time and time again. This is ridiculous. How How is this guy even in contention playing in Turkey for one of the smaller clubs in the in the division? Like, he's been out of, you know, serious top-level football for quite some time now. Every much-vaunted move ends in tears after maybe some early promise. Italy have got two of the most important games well, potentially just one if it goes really poorly, but two big playoff games coming up to make the World Cup at the end of the year. And in such a high-pressure scenario, you turn to the man who's let you down more times than anybody else. Like This is, this is crazy to me. I don't know why Mancini would want to hitch his wagon to a guy who he had a fight with at training. Um, interesting. Interesting point of view because I understand the frustration. I understand this actually says a lot more about Italy's striker striker pool right now than anything. Mm. But there's one thing you've got to remember about Mario Balotelli is that 
Over the past 15 years, Italy have not produced a striker as talented as Mario Balotelli. Naturally talented. If I'm thinking maybe only Gianluca Scamacca. And Gianluca Scamacca right now is the number one leading striker for Italy. There's one thing as well we've got to remember about Italy's striker pool and the players that have gotten their opportunity over the past year. Even when they won the Euros, they haven't necessarily performed. Now, Balotelli's form for Italy as well has been the best sort of striker rate out of any striker in recent times. He scored 14 goals in 36 games. Compare that to Ciro Immobile, who scored 15 from 54. Compare that to Andrea Bellotti, who has scored 12 from 41. Now, I'm a big fan of Andrea Bellotti. I'm not so much of a big fan of Ciro Immobile. He's had his opportunities. He, as far as I'm concerned, even if he does get selected, he's not the number one striker. But it's not like Italy is saying right now, okay, Mario Balotelli's been selected, he's going to lead the line. I don't think he'll lead the line. To be honest, I don't even think he will play. I honestly think that Skamaka's got that spot lined up. For me, he's actually doing pretty well in Turkey, and that is not necessarily a poor leg. It's not like he's doing it. If he's not going to play, why bring him into the squad as a potential destabilizing influence ahead of a big playoff game? But you've got to consider as well, and I was getting to it, the striker depth is not great right now. Belotti is injured. Mm-hmm. Immobile hasn't been playing well for Italy for quite some time. It literally just leaves Gianluca Scamacca. Moise Keane's barely getting on the pitch for Juventus right now. Who else is there? Ciccio Caputo's not scoring. Quagliarella's not scoring. They're getting Raspadori up front. Raspadori will not be able to play up top, and that, that, that that's not that's not best utilizing Giacomo uh, Raspadori, who okay. best thrives as a ten or thrives out wide. Um, he's someone who I could see making an impact off the bench, but really Italy are hamstrung right now in terms of their striker pool. And I think there's one thing we've got to remember about Balotelli is that, as we mentioned, the guy is so freaking talented. I know he burns bridges, but there aren't many players that can do what he can do. I haven't seen many players, not just in Italian football, but in world football, number nines over this period of time that could take over a game like he could. When he was locked in, there weren't many that could do what he could. If I know it was 10 years ago now, but seeing what he could do at Euro 2012 and then coming out of that period... Although he came out of that, he was still at Man City for six months and he burnt his bridge with Roberto Mancini. He went to AC Milan. He scored 12 goals in six months. He had a really good season there and then he made that fateful move to Liverpool. After that, things didn't really pan out for him. He had a good period at, at Nice. But you've got to remember, this guy still is just has the raw talent that not many other players do. doesn't matter if he's not playing necessarily in Serie A right now. He's the fifth or sixth highest goal scorer in Turkey for a team that's fourth. Might be a small club, but they're fourth in the Super League. We mentioned the teams that they're all above right now. Mm. There is every chance that he comes in. And even if he doesn't play, you know what? Right now, Italy don't really have much of a choice. They need to try anything because plan A hasn't worked. That was Immobile. Plan B hasn't worked, and that's Bellotti. Plan C is Gianluca Scamacca, who is the most informed Italian striker right now. And plan D is Mario Balotelli. Is there no one from the youth teams, the youth national team setups that they can call up? Sebastiano Esposito. What, uh, Christian Volpato. No, nah, <laughs> that's not where I was going. He's a 10. He's not a striker. I know, I'm taking the piss. Um, uh, Andrea Pinamonti has scored um, some goals for Empoli this season. Esposito has always been regarded as a, as a high, yes, but highly promising talent. Is there no one in the youth ranks that you could bring but in? But you know that Balotelli can score for Italy because he's done it before. He's done it on the big stage. If, okay, he had one good tournament, but he scored for Italy. He scored the 2014 World Cup. 
Okay. He scored in qualifiers. Yeah, and they didn't get out of the group stage with him. But that was more than top. just the issue of Balotelli. There were a lot more issues that ran a lot deeper than Mario Balotelli in 2014. It was strike partnerships. It was composition in midfield. It was the injury to Buffon. There were a lot of other things that went wrong. That was a sinking ship long before the 2014 World Cup. Pinamotti scored seven goals for Empoli this season. I don't think he's a bad striker, but to be honest, again, high stakes environment. You're going to Balotelli. 15 minutes to go in a big game and you need a goal. Balotelli can do that because that guy can just get the ball. He's so immensely talented. He can score a goal from anywhere. He can make this stuff happen. You get a set piece. He's one of the best set piece takers Italy's had in terms of a dead ball situation. Penalties, he's a dead eye. Penalty shootout. This is what it could come down to as well. I guess so. Balotelli very rarely has missed a penalty in his entire life. Like I very, I think he's got like a. I, I saw his record the other day. It's it was missed something like two. Yeah, it's something crazy like that. So and he does and have Italy a great have had a lot pens. of yeah. So thirty eight of forty three penalties taken in his whole career, and Italy have had a lot of big penalties in recent time. And Jorginho hasn't necessarily been that guy anymore. And his two penalties, his those penalties missed were the reason why Italy aren't okay. there in the World Cup right now. So for me, having him there. Literally saying, you know what, we are desperate. I know it says a lot about Italy's striker stocks and something they're definitely going to have to answer down the track. Like going forward beyond Qatar, that's something they're definitely going to have to look at. But I don't think it's the worst thing right now. I'm all for it. Because if this guy continues to play the way he does over the next couple months especially, and he comes in, he shows a good attitude in camp as well, and he's, he's locked in, he's ready to go, he knows this is it. This is his last chance. Mm. We all thought, you know, after he didn't get selected by Ventura... Um, in that period of time where Italy missed the World Cup. He got a first reprieve under uh, Mancini for three games. It didn't work out for him. That was at a period of time where he was on the way out of Nice. For me right now, he's found his form again. He's found his feet in Turkey. This is the perfect time to select him. This says more to me about the lack of depth uh, among local Italian young players actually playing first-team football in Serie A. It does. It, it's very concerning. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of old blokes on this top scorer list. I was expecting to see a lot of names from maybe the mid-table clubs with 21, 22-year-olds no. with seven, eight goals to their name this season. Rarely a striker to be found amongst them. Peter Monti is probably the best performing so far this season. I can't claim to have seen much of him, but a lot of these guys are foreigners. Yeah. You know, if only you could naturalize Giovanni Simeone. Well, I don't know if he's from What's memory. I'm not too sure. If I think he's Argentinian, but I think that he actually is eligible to play for Italy. But there's one name as well that, that they probably will select that he's on that list. That is João Pedro, who is also naturalized and he's set to be selected. Giovanni Simeone has already played five games for Argentina. Oh, so he go. is cap tied, um, but he did have the option. But at that point in time, uh, it was at a period around the World Cup and obviously very different where Argentina and Italy were at that point in time. Um, so that's definitely something Italy are ruining. I mean, it, it, Paolo Dybala had the choice of playing for Italy as well a very long time ago and he chose Argentina. There are There is a big worry going forward in terms of Italian strikers because you mentioned Pinamonti's strike partner Patrick Cutrone was heralded as the next one to come through. Patrick Cutrone hasn't come through. Moise Keane, he's still very young, but he was supposed to come back to Juventus and play. He's not. So there's a big big problem with the talent pool right now. And it's really only still, Even Kamaka. if he's not playing, I would still sooner call up Moise Keane as the backup striker. He might still get called up. That's the thing. I, I just don't think that Balotelli is, is a worthwhile risk. I can just I just see this ending in tears, Nick. I'll, we'll come back to it, this question around the qualifiers. Yeah, sure. But I just see in my mind's eye a tragic red card against North Macedonia or Portugal. Well, that's the thing. That leads to Italy missing the World Cup again twice in a row. But if I'm looking at Italy's last squad, 
Josh, there's probably going to be a, a, quite a few changes to those that, stru- that, that front line. I think Moise Kane will be one of them because one thing we've got to remember as well, Federico Chiesa won't be there. He's torn his ACL, sure. so he's out for seven months. They need wingers big. too. That's a massive loss in terms of the way Italy like to play. He's a, he's a focal point on the counter. Um, there aren't too many other players, even wingers, that are necessarily performing, that are like Italian wingers right now that are performing at that level. You know, Matteo Politano's had a decent season, but Moise Kane... His versatility, being able to play as a nine and playing out wide, might put him just ahead of him. So, there. I honestly think that they will pick Keane, they will pick Immobile, they will pick Scamacca, and they will pick Balotelli. It's a lot of strikers. It's a lot spot. of strikers, but remember as well, Keane versatility can play out wide too, yeah. and there aren't many other options that Italy have got to play in the wide areas. We don't know what's going to happen with Insigne's situation. Because, yeah. again, it doesn't matter how talented he is. There's this thing that Italy's got about players that go and play in the MLS or play outside of Europe. And that's a big issue. So it's going to be a watch and see. Um, Are we missing the obvious here? Does Italy need to find some other way to play to best serve Chiro Immobile's strengths? Because if he's a goal machine in Serie A, but he can't get it done in the national team, does that suggest potentially that they should be playing two up front? uh, Potentially. To support him better. Because he can't play in a 4-3-3. But then again, though, there's one thing you've got to remember about Immobile is he gets the opportunities for Italy. Mm. He gets himself in a lot of good areas. I've seen in qualifiers, in the Euros, he missed a ton of opportunities. So and it's a bit of both. Don't so, get me wrong, it's a bit so of both. Just on the big stage, can't handle it. He's yeah, but to be choker. honest, Immobile, in terms of a big, big moment, there aren't too many. He scored in a couple of big games for Lazio, but he stats pad against a lot of small teams. Mm. See, um, I haven't watched as much as Italy no, as, no, as that's you fine. have. But what I see is the shortcoming in his game is he's just not involved enough. Yeah, and and the, when maybe when the ball comes to him with those opportunities... You know, because he's not connected to the rest of the team. Maybe he's not as in the zone. Whereas in, uh, like at Lazio, maybe this season is not as good an example. But when they were playing two up top, there was a little bit less pressure on him to try and, you know, create sure. with his back to goal. Sure. And also as well, one thing you've got to remember is he's got two guys feeding him the ball in the names of Luis Alberto and Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. Neither are, of whom are, sadly, yes. eligible no, for the No, but like it's saying, in terms of service, there's, yeah, there's exactly. no... there's you, you can rattle off as many names in terms of great service he gets. But if you do play two up top with Italy, what happens is you kind of then hamstring yourself in attack because Insigne and Chiesa playing out wide was so important to the way Italy played. You might be able to change things now, but all I can see them doing is Berardi will come in on the right wing. Insigne will probably still start. I can't see them going and playing with a 10 because, to be honest, you look at who their options are to play as a 10. You could play Insigne there, but I don't think that best utilizes him. He hasn't thrived a hell of a lot as a 10. You're not going to play Bernardeschi there. And really, it's only Lorenzo Pellegrini or Nicolo Zagnolo. And Zagnolo hasn't shown it as a 10. He's, again, a wide player. Lorenzo Pellegrini is a Nicola Barella clone, just loves to spam late runs. It might work. It might be something to look at down the track. But I think they're going to go with the 4-3-3. And I think Immobile, I don't even think Immobile is going to be um, starting come the, the opener against Macedonia. Let's finish this with uh, a couple of Mancini quotes about Balotelli, sure. shall we? Sure. I told him, if you played with me 10 years ago, I would give you every day maybe one punch in your head. <laughs> there are different ways to help a guy like Mario. I don't speak with him every day. Otherwise, I would need a psychologist. But I speak with him because I don't want to lose his quality. If Mario is not one of the best players in the world, it will be his fault because he has everything. Mario can be one of the top players in Europe. I don't want to lose his talent, he said a year before letting Balotelli go. (laughs) Uh, And then following Balotelli's dismissal against Arsenal, I finished my words for him. I finished. I love him as a guy, as a player. 
I know him. He's not a bad guy and he is a fantastic player. But at this moment, I'm very sorry for him because he continues to lose his talent, his quality. I hope for him he can understand that he's in a bad way for his future and he can change his behavior in the future. But I'm finished. And then a few weeks later, he actually brought Balotelli on against QPR. Delivered the assist for Aguero. You know, 30 minutes beforehand, Mancini, following the concession of the second goal against QPR, had just yelled to every single one of his players in succession. And you can see this. You can, it's not hard to lip read from the mm. TV cameras. F you, F you, F you, F you. So it's it's there's, never dull when Mancini and Balotelli yeah, are around. It's an explosive combination. There's one saying. thing you got to remember is that this was Mancini 10 years ago. And there's been this whole thing about the, the Mancini sort of redemption arc and how he's changed his coaching philosophy and the way that he handles things a lot differently and now. what could be a worse way to send him back to his old methods than bringing in but, the most toxic, triggering member of his but, old but, squads? But what could also be the best? But the thing is, though, sometimes you need to relive some of your hardest memories to really show that you've grown as a person. <laughs> If we're going to go full philosophy here, sometimes you need to really test yourself. And this is why this is ego from Mancini to call him up. He thinks he, he but, still thinks he can fix him. But the thing is, though, Josh. He sees Mario and he thinks, I can fix you. This is not just the issue about I can fix you. This is the thing about as well that Italy need to pick him. Oh, well, we had to have an yeah. excuse. We had yeah. to have an excuse to pick him. But no, this isn't the real reason. The real but, reason we don't is because that. he's delving we into his troubled past and trying to overcome the one hurdle that always eluded him. But if you run away from your past and you don't overcome it, you don't you don't grow, you don't move on as a person. Maybe maybe he's being told this by somebody else and maybe he's sitting down on a couch and being <laughs> and uh, I don't know. We You're don't want to dive into Sometimes I feel Yeah, maybe maybe he's seeing his own Dr. Melfi. I don't know, I don't want to jump into speculation. But anyways,